Hello there, my name is Jessica and this is the Sunshine Girl podcast. Now on this podcast we deal with everything, life and living it, personal development, relationship issues and so much more. And so I'm hoping that you sit back and enjoy. A lot of this content has been repurposed from my YouTube channel, that's the Jessica OS channel, and it's repackaged and brought to you right here on your favorite podcast platform. And so sit back, relax and enjoy. Is it true that the more men ejaculate, the lower their risk of um, cancer? And in this case, perhaps prostate cancer. If you ejaculate more than more than times in a month, versus if you're ejaculating about times in a month, there's a there's a risk associated. There's a reduced risk when you ejaculate in those who ejaculated about times in a month, versus those who are ejaculating only about times in a month. You know. But- so does ejaculating more often actually reduce your risk of cancer? This is a question we're going to attempt to answer before the end of today's video. My name is Jessica, this is my YouTube channel, and today I'm joined on the channel by my favorite medical doctor, Dr. Kelvin Owusu. Um, doc, so good to see you. How are you doing today? Very well and good to be here as always. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, I'm hoping that you can answer all our questions today because I've had quite a number of um, people in my DMs just saying, hey, the next time you have your medical doctor on, make sure you throw this question to him. And I thought, hmm, that's very interesting. I've heard both sides of the argument, but hopefully you can put things to rest for us today. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. Okay. All right. So, I mean, before we even, you know, go straight to answer the question, I do have um, something that I want to get off my maybe my chest or my mind. I want to know, I mean, when it comes to men and just the whole conversation about cancer, what kind of cancers are prevalent where men are concerned? So, I mean, there are organs that men have that women don't have. So obviously when you talk about cancer in those organs, I mean, it's only in men, like the prostate. Women don't have a prostate, even though there seems to be a prostate analog in women, but it's, it's a, a man's organ. And so cancer of the prostate is definitely something peculiar to men. But when it comes to general cancers like the lungs, the stomach, we realize that men suffer a lot more lung cancer, probably because they are exposed more to a lot of the toxins. I mean, majority of smokers are men. Majority of heavy heavy duty truck drivers, majority of people exposed to chemicals tend to be men. So lung cancers are more common in men. You know, breast cancer is common. It's more common in women, but it's more devastating in men. You know, because we have very little breast tissue, so if it tends to, it tends to have cancer developing them the effects can be catastrophic and even more than when it occurs in women so these are some of the the differences in the two sexes you know but generally speaking um the should i say the incidence of cancer is about the same after a certain age you know because after menopause women um estrogen drops and so the incidence of cancer kind of evens out um amongst the two sexes in in the general and areas where we share the same organs. Right. Okay, thanks for the clarification. So, I mean, when it comes to this topic, ejaculation and a reduced, supposed reduced risk of cancer, what kind of cancer are we talking about here? So typically, we are talking about prostate cancer. I mean, there has been uh, quite quite a lot of work in that space in respect of ejaculation. So it's predominantly um, a discussion about prostate cancer. Okay. Can you shed some small light on exactly what prostate cancer is and why this conversation is really important all right so the prostate gland um it's 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 a gland somewhere between the the your testicles and and the bladder it's kind of in between at the base of the bladder you know so your your ejaculatory ducts or your urethra 
actually passes through the prostate when it leaves the bladder, you know, and then when the ejaculation ducts come in and join the urethra, you know, it also happens inside the prostate or very close to the prostate gland. So the prostate is very, very, it's, it's intimately related to your to your your sexual function. We don't know the the actual role, the specific role the prostate gland plays in your reproductive system, but we believe that some of the secretions of the prostate gland might help in nourishing the sperms. You know, so that that's what it does. But it it sits in a very very delicate position. So that's why when a prostate gland enlarges or anything affects the prostate gland men tend to have difficulty urinating because it's literally sitting at the base of the bladder. Your urethra is passing through it. You know, if there's any enlargement, it can kind of squeeze the urethra, which makes it a bit difficult difficult for urine to pass through. You know, and so it's 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 one of those things. You know, in medicine we say that prostate pain can make a man prostrate. <laughs> you know, so if, if you're in the emergency room and you, you hear a man screaming and, and, and crawling on the floor, the diagnosis is almost 100% prostate gland. <laughs> wow, wow, yes. wow, wow. And, and how does it manifest? Well, I mean, the biggest or the most obvious challenge with prostate gland enlargement is difficulty urinating. So picture this. You want to, I mean, you feel like urinating. There's an urge to urinate. You get up, you get to the, to the, the potty, you know, you, you try to urinate and the pee is just not coming. <laughs> It's like that's how that's how uh, terrible it is, and so it gives you it causes a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort, you know, and has to be relieved by sometimes passing a catheter through the um, the penis into the into the bladder to empty it. It can be very distress distressing. Cancer of the prostate is obviously cancer that develops in the prostate gland, you know, and so and and as as the as you grow older, cancer risk generally goes higher as well, you know, and so um, sometimes or some people the changes can result in cancer and this cancer obviously can kill you because it, it can spread and that's what makes cancer dangerous cancer spreads if cancer was not was not a disease that spread it wouldn't have been as serious as, as it is now but cancer spreads to other parts of the body typically prostate cancer can spread to your spine and so people with prostate cancer can eventually develop paralysis of their of their lower limb or pain, excruciating pain because of the because of the metastasis into the spine, you know. So it can be very very um, debilitating, and we don't want to get to that level. Okay, I have a weird question: Can men function normally without your prostate gland? For instance, is it something that can just be removed and then life continue as usual? If your prostate gland is removed, I mean, there could be some consequences, you know, like um, the, the, there's probably going to be an increased risk of retrograde ejaculation which is a situation where instead of your, you know, when you ejaculate, the, the semen is supposed to come shoot out uh, to the urethra into, I mean, wherever, if it's masturbation or if you're having sex, into, into your partner, right? Or into the condom for that matter. But when there's retrograde ejaculation, the, the semen sort of goes backwards into the bladder. You know, so now when the, when the, when the um, prostate gland is removed, the risk of retrograde ejaculation is a bit higher, you know, but it's not, a, you see, you have to wait, it's a, it's a risk-benefit analysis. Now, if you have prostate cancer, if you don't take out the prostate, you could die. If you take out the prostate, you might have, and the emphasis on might have an increased risk of retrograde ejaculation, which could have issue uh, and consequences when, when it comes to trying to get pregnant, obviously, I mean, uh, get your partner pregnant. But when you weigh the two, death, and challenges with pregnancy i think it's obvious what where the, what the option would be that um having a little challenge with pregnancy might be a better alternative in this particular discussion so it's not something that we can't deal with we can deal with that
Okay. All right. So, um, I'm glad you've shed some good light on this whole prostate thing and, you know, how it works and how it affects men inadvertently. Um, let's have this conversation about just ejaculation and reduced supposed, and, and maybe this is the point where you can really tell us whether it's a thing that happens. Is it true that the more men ejaculate, the lower their risk of um, cancer? And in this case, perhaps prostate cancer. Lots of research has been done, but none has given a clear cut answer as to how exactly um, um, ejaculation affects your risk of prostate cancer. You know, some, there, there, there seems to be an association definitely, but as to how clear cut that association is, it's a bit difficult to prove right now. I mean, the, the biggest research that has given us the most uh, information is a research that was done sometime in 2016, or rather the result was published sometime in 2016. It had followed quite a, num a number of men, I think 18,000 men over an 18 year period, you know. And what, what the research sort of uh, concluded was that frequency of ejaculation does actually um, reduce the risk. You know, so they, they actually categorize it into, into, into a, few, a few groups. I mean, if you ejaculate more than more than 21 times in a month versus if you're ejaculating about seven times in a month, there's a, there's a risk associated, there's a reduced risk when you ejaculate in those who ejaculated about 21 times in a month versus those who are ejaculating only about seven times in a month, you know. But like I said, it was not a clear cut, definite um, result, you know, that, that, that you take you take to the bank and say that I'm going to ejaculate 21 times and I'm going to reduce my risk by, let's say, 30% or 20%. We don't have mm. enough enough information to make that conclusion. But, there's, but like I said, there seems to be some association between frequency of ejaculation and the, the, the reduced risk of um, prostate cancer. Okay. All right. So with that in mind, and, and maybe it might be disappointing for a couple of people to, um, to listen to or hear in the video today, but I mean, it is what it is. And, um, I guess 18,000, uh, people over a year of, or a span of 18 years may not be also a, a good representative or representation, I should say, of the male population, right? I mean, exactly. if you consider the number of men in, in the world. But I mean, it is, I, I think it's, it's still a good study, you know, and it's something worth maybe looking into. The conversation here then should be, um, what is the, and may, I don't know if you have an answer, but what is the, the ideal number of times, would, would you say monthly, that men have to at least um, ex experience ejaculation to, to feel wholesome? You know, this is, this, is, this is kind of a conflict of interest for me because, I mean, hey, I'm a man. So I, <laughs> I don't know if I should answer this question from a male perspective or from a doctor's perspective. But, you know. Do both. <laughs> Do both. Well, you know, there's, like I said, there's really no, um, at this point, there's no definite um, minimum that you need to have, you know, to keep yourself from developing cancer in the future. There's really, there's really no, no minimum like that at this point. However... You know, um, um, what we do know, and in fact, the reason why there seems to be, or the, the reason why there's an agreement among the, you know, the authorities that there definitely is a link is because ejaculation kind of washes out um, toxins, you know, in the in the in the reproductive system or in the reproductive tract. You know, so if if you have, um, you know, the the male um, sex organs are producing semen almost every single day. They are producing sperm almost every single day, right? And if, if the sperm sit there for a long time, the, the, the toxins that you are eating, the toxins that you are breathing in, it circulates to your body through blood. 
And so the longer it stays there, the longer, um, the higher the probability that some of these toxins are diffusing into the into the semen as it is being stored in the epididymis and other parts of the of the reproductive organ. So um, it is believed that these toxins are the ones that eventually will trigger the development of cancer. So the more frequently you ejaculate, the more frequently you're going to wash and get rid of these toxins out of your system. And so that's one theory as to how ejaculation could reduce the risk of, if, uh, what do you call it, can development of cancer. But as to how often you should do it, speaking as a man, at least once a, once a day is, is good is good enough for you. know. Once a day, every day is good. <laughs> <laughs> once a day, every day. Wow. Yeah, you yeah, just gave a lot of men a ticket to. You know, but from, medical, <laughs> from a medical perspective, there's really no, no minimum or maximum for that matter, you know. <laughs> what we do okay. know, what we do know is that I mean, as as the, the more frequently uh, you ejaculate, or the more frequently you engage in sex, which obviously results in ejaculation, the the healthier your semen kinda is, you know. So you 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 know you want to have a healthy dose of, of sex every now and then. When it comes to a subject like say infertility or couples who are struggling with um, achieving pregnancy, then we do set a minimum, which is to have sex at least three times a week. So if you are not having sex three times a week, you are not doing enough. When it comes to dealing, dealing with dealing with infertility or fertility issues, but apart from that, if you're talking about prostate cancer, then there we have, there's really nothing in in that respect that has been universally agreed by medics. Okay, let's wrap up this conversation by perhaps highlighting a few ways to maybe um, improve or manage your prostate as a man. Um, are there certain things that men can do to make sure that their prostates remain healthy and 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 functional? Um, would you say? All right, so now, um, as a general rule, and this is actually something I've said on this channel before, I, I, I don't subscribe to doing a particular thing to keep, let's say, a, part, a certain part of your body highly functional, you know. So I, I, there, there's nothing like to, you know, do this to keep your prostate healthy because you have to understand that the prostate is sitting inside a body. And so the general state of that body is important to ensure that a prostate is doing is what it's supposed to do and doing it well. So you can't have a healthy prostate in an unhealthy body. And so the first thing you need, you need to do is that you need to make sure that your body is healthy. And for that, you need to eat well. A balanced diet is very important. So, you know, a, a healthy balance of carbs, proteins, minerals, vitamins, you know, so your fruits and vegetables are very important because again, it is these fruits and the micronutrients in these fruits and vegetables is what is going to mop up the toxins that uh, end up in your body anyway. So you need a healthy dose of fruits and vegetables in there. Number two, exercise, very, very important. You know, we talk about exercise for a lot of things. And one of the things that exercise helps you is again here as well in, in ensuring that your body is healthy and can actually reduce your risk of cancer or cancers for that matter, you know. A good, a good rest is also very important. Stress management. So good rest goes with stress management. So you want to get all that also going. It's because when people are stressed, they tend to then indulge in a lot of unhealthy um, habits like drinking alcohol, like smoking, using recreational drugs, and all these can eventually also lead to a uh, development of cancer. If you do smoke, you want to actually cut back and possibly quit smoking because smoking is associated with cancer in every part of the body, including the prostate. So you want to cut back on smoking as well. You know, so when you do all these things, then of course, on top of that, you can have a healthy, you know, daily dose of, of good sex <laughs> to help keep your prostate in good health. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Great advice there. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Kelvin Owusu for coming through once again. Really appreciate your time as always. Thank you very much for having me here, Jess. <laughs>
All right. So, All right. I, hope so I hope you guys enjoyed the video. If you did, don't forget to smash the like button. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel for more of this content. And if you'd like to link up directly with Dr. Kelvin Iwusu, it's very easy to find him. He actually has his own YouTube channel. So check it out if you can. It's at um, Dr. Kelvin Iwusu MD. And I'll put a link to his channel in my channel description so you can go check out his channel as well. He does some really exciting things. I even saw something about um, losing weight and you're on some challenge, are you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. I'm helping people lose, <laughs> helping people lose weight. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Great stuff there. Keep it up and keep it going. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunshine Girl podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you share it with someone else who will find this information beneficial. I hope the conversations were great as well. And if they were, make sure you tune in again and subscribe to the channel. Turn on notifications so whenever I post a podcast, you're able to listen in and share once again. If you'd like to support this podcast, you absolutely can. You can become a supporter of this channel. Just search for it right here on this platform or you can find me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Jessica OS. I would absolutely love all the support that I can get. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I'll see you again soon.